All right, let me tell you about Liberty Safe. Uh, Liberty Safe, America's number one safe manufacturer. They focus on technology, and that's made them the best in class. So make 2019 the year that you give yourself and your family some peace of mind with Liberty Safe, whether it's your valuable documents, uh, jewelry, your firearms, medication. Believe it or not, you're going to be surprised how much you need to keep in a Liberty Safe once you get one. You can find them now at Cabela's on sale and all of the special deals, all available at LibertySafe.com. Go there now, get your Liberty Safe and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The four-page letter from the Attorney General. We have that. We'll explain it. And we'll show you the path to a massive victory for President Trump all this hour. And we begin in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's 23andMe. Your genes say a lot about your health. With 23andMe, you can access personalized insights based on your DNA with more than 125 genetic reports on health, traits, and so much more. I've just gotten this uh, for my family, and it was an eye-opening experience and really, really cool. Uh, 23andMe will not only tell you all about your ancestors and, and if you want, connect you with people that you are related to so you can really chart your family tree. I mean, it's, it's remarkable just on that. But it also tells you the health markers that you have, some of the things that you might be a carrier of or that you may have to worry about or why you function the way you do. It's really an amazing insight. It's 23andMe.com slash Beck. Go there now. Take this journey through your DNA and through your family history with 23andMe.com slash Beck. All right. So I want to I want to take you through the attorney general's letter that came out last night. Now, it's interesting. Usually bad news on the government is dumped on a Friday. Uh, this report was filed by Mueller on Friday. And I immediately thought, of course, it's good for Trump, because if it's not good for Trump, it would come out on a Monday. But it's good for Trump. So it's coming out on a Friday now. You can play that one way or another, or it was just time to release the report. Now, the attorney general yesterday, he issues a report on the report. So we're never going to see the report. And that's by law. Um, you, it, This is under a uh, like a grand jury kind of rule. It is full of raw information. And you don't just release this by law. So nobody can really release it. They can release parts of it, but you can't release and dump the whole thing. And uh, and that's a good thing. Otherwise, you end up with what we had that started all of this. That stupid Russia Gate uh, story uh, with um, uh, what was his name from MI5 that that released all of this information, you know, that he was peeing on people and everything. <laughs> everything else 
You don't want the raw information. So here is the attorney general's letter that came out yesterday. On Friday, the special counsel submitted to me a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination of decisions that he has reached as required by blah, blah, blah. This report is entitled Report on the Investigation into Russian Interference in the 2016 Presidential Election. Although my review is ongoing, I believe that it is in the public interest to describe the report and to summarize the principal conclusions reached by the special counsel and the results of his investigation. The report explains that the special counsel and his staff thoroughly investigated allegations that members of the president's campaign of Donald J. Trump and others associated with it conspired with the Russian government in its efforts to interfere in the 2016 U.S. presidential election or sought to obstruct the related federal investigations. In the report, the special counsel noted that in completing his investigation, now listen to this, he employed 19 lawyers who were assisted by a team of approximately 40 FBI agents, intelligence analysts, forensic accountants, and other professional staff. The special counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, obtained more than 230 orders for communication records, issued 50 orders authorizing the use of pen registers. Find out what that is, would you? Made 13 requests for foreign governments for evidence and interviewed approximately 500 witnesses. Would you say that's thorough? Sounds like it. The special counsel obtained a number of indictments and convictions of individuals and entities in connection with his investigation, all of which have been publicly disclosed. During the course of his investigation, the special counsel also referred several matters to other offices for further action. The report does not recommend any further indictments, nor did the special counsel obtain any sealed indictments that have yet to be made public. Below, I summarize the principal conclusions set out in the special counsel's report. So the first thing he's saying is pretty thorough, pretty darn thorough. We talked to a lot of people, spent a lot of money and almost two years of everybody's life. Here's what we found out. Uh, first, Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. The special counsel's report is divided into two parts. The first describes the results of the special counsel's investigation into Russia interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. The report outlines the Russian effort to influence the election and documents crimes committed by persons associated with the Russian government in connection with those efforts. The report further explains that a primary con uh, consideration for the special counsel's investigation was whether any Americans, including individuals associated with the Trump campaign, joined the Russian conspiracies to influence the election, which would be a federal crime. The special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. As the report states, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. Is everybody clear on that? 
the Russians were influencing our election. Something we told you would happen in 2014. Something we warned the government. We, we told everybody that would listen to us. This is what they're planning on doing. The Trump administration had nothing to do with it. The campaign, nor anyone involved with the campaign. The special investigation determined that there were two main Russian efforts to influence the 2016 election. The first involved attempts by Russian organization, the Internet Research Agency, IRA, to conduct disinformation and social media operations in the United States designed to sow social discord. Let me say that again. Designed to sow social discord. In this, this is my commentary, in this, the Russians succeeded beyond their wildest dreams. Look at what they've done. I would be interested to see if there was any Russian effort after to also accuse Trump and to defend Trump because that's exactly what they were doing during the campaign taking both sides and stirring them up any more of this over this stupid thing on the election any more of this in my opinion is only helping the Russians we all know now There was no collusion. There was no cooperation. There wasn't any of that. So anyone who is now bringing this up is only doing the work of the Russians. Stop it right now. Um, The special counsel did not find that any U.S. person or Trump campaign official or associate conspired or knowingly coordinated with the IRA in its efforts. Although the special counsel brought criminal charges against a number of Russian nationals and entities in connection with these activities. Good. The second element involved in the Russian government's effort to conduct computer hacking operations designed to gather and disseminate information to influence the election. The special counsel found the Russian government actors successfully hacked into computers and obtained emails from persons affiliated with the Clinton campaign and Democratic Party organizations. This publicly disseminated. uh, Hang on just a second. They also publicly disseminated those materials through various intermediaries, such as WikiLeaks. Based on these activities, the special counsel has brought criminal charges against a number of Russian military officers for conspiring to hack into computers in the United States for purposes of influencing an election. But as noted above, the special counsel did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in these efforts, despite multiple offers from Russian-affiliated individuals to assist the Trump campaign. This is really critical because this goes to why they had they did not pursue uh, a conspiracy or I'm sorry, a, um, uh, a, a, a warrant or an indictment of obstruction of justice. They're saying that they made several attempts 
And they were turned down by the Trump campaign every time. Every time they would make the attempt, the Trump campaign may take that meeting. But it was exactly as Trump said. Who wouldn't take that meeting? But we never did anything on it. Is everybody clear on this? By the way, I'm reading this whole thing because we just spent two years of our life, two years of our country's precious time arguing about this. How many millions of dollars have we spent? How much could we have done had we not wasted all of this time? I think that it is fine to have done this. I think we needed to do this. It's important to know. However, the back and forth all the way, we've been saying, wait until the report is out. Wait until the report is out. Now the report is out. Has anybody really read it? (laughs) We've taken two years. Let's take a moment and just look at the facts before we start arguing even more. And let's maybe perhaps outline a direction on where we can heal the country. I think the president has an, an enormous opportunity in front of him. He has the Kavanaugh moment, and he has to seize it today or tomorrow. And I'll tell you about it coming up in just a second. First, I want to tell you a little bit about Relief Factor. In America, it is estimated that over 50 million people miss work due to pain. 50 million people. These Americans spend about $2,000 a year to combat their pain, and 66% just say, I've given up. I mean, it's just, I'm always going to live like this. I was there, brother. I know what that's like. I was there. Relief Factor has helped me a great deal with my pain. I feel the best. I have in five years. Yesterday, uh, Saturday was the best day I've had in, I, I don't even know, maybe a decade. I mean, I felt really, really good. And and Relief Factor has played an enormous role in this. It's 100% drug-free. It's created by doctors. And what it does is it, it reduces the inflammation in the body. And that is the number one cause of so many of our problems is the body becomes inflamed. You've got to stop the inflammation in your body. And that's what inf- that's what Relief Factor does. If you want a drug-free and natural way to ease your pain, to get your life back, go to relieffactor.com right now. Order their trial three-week quick start for $19.95. If you're in pain, you got nothing to lose but the pain. It's relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Okay, now the second part of the letter from um, uh, the uh, attorney general that came out yesterday describing what's in the report. Again, they're not going to release the report. They shouldn't release the report. It's full of all kinds of raw data. Uh, The report also uh, is it's against the law to release this report because it's under grand jury kind of uh, rules. You don't want it released. However, it's going to leak. Anybody who leaks it is breaking a federal law. Parts of it are illegal to release. They should. They're yeah. going to probably release more of it than we have so far. I mean, you probably get it. You're not going to get the whole. You just can't say you're not gonna get release the whole right. thing. And that's what that's what you're going to hear from the mm-hmm. Democrats. Release the whole thing. He can't. 
Okay? He can't. It's against the law. You know that because you guys wrote the rules. But anyway. So here comes the second part of what was released yesterday from the Attorney General describing the report. Obstruction of justice. Now, this is really important because this is the this is the opening for the Democrats. The report's second part addresses a number of actions by the president, most of which have been subject to public reporting that the special counsel investigated as potentially raising obstruction of justice concerns. After making a thorough, factual investigation into these matters, the special counsel considered whether to evaluate the conduct under department standards governing prosecution and declination decisions, but ultimately determined not to make a traditional uh, prosecutorial judgment. The special counsel, therefore, did not draw a conclusion one way or another as to whether the examined contact uh, conduct constituted obstruction. So, in other words, Mueller, remember, press, you've told us for two years how this guy is the paragon of virtue. He is the archetypal investigator. He has nothing that you could ever possibly question. Because he was brave and he would tell the truth. So what did he do? He told the truth. I don't know. There's some things over here that look like maybe it could be obstruction. But there was no crime. So why would he try to obstruct justice? How is that possible? And more importantly, he didn't do it in a conspiratorial way. He came out and said, I'm firing that guy. So it wasn't an effort to obstruct in the traditional way if it was obstruction of justice. He had the right to do the things that he did, and you can look at it and say it's obstruction. And if we would have found a crime, maybe I would have gone for that. But we didn't find any crime. And he had the right to do all those things, so I guess we're not going to call it obstruction of justice. That's what Mueller is saying. That is entirely reasonable and fair. But not for the Democrats. The special counsel, therefore, did not draw a conclusion. Instead, for each of the relevant actions investigated, the report sets out evidence on both sides of the question and leaves unresolved that the special counsel views as a difficult issue of law and facts concerning whether president's actions and intent could be viewed as obstruction. The special counsel states that while the report does not conclude the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. Now, this is in the obstruction part. It does exonerate with collusion. So when the president says there was no conclusion, a 100% exoneration, if you look at just the first part on collusion, which he was talking about when he said that, he is accurate. For him to say the report has come out and it's 100% exoner- exoneration, he is not telling the truth. And that is the way the Democrats want you to look at that. But he specifically in his statement said, no collusion, 100% exoneration. And he is accurate under, con- uh, under uh, 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 collusion, but not obstruction. It was left as an open question. 
the special counsel's decision to describe the facts of his obstruction investigation without reaching any legal conclusion leaves it to the attorney general to determine whether the conduct described in the report constitutes a crime. Over the course of the investigation, the special counsel's office engaged in discussions with certain department officials regarding many of the legal and factual matters at issue in the special counsel's obstruction investigation. After reviewing the special counsel's final report on those issues, consulting with department officials, including the Office of Legal Counsel, and applying the principles of federal prosecution that guide our charging decisions, the deputy deputy attorney general uh, Rod Rosenstein and I have concluded that the evidence developed during the special counsel's investigation is not sufficient to establish the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Our determination was made without regard to and is not based on the constitutional considerations that surround the indictment and criminal prosecution of a sitting president. So they're saying, look, if there was a crime and we felt that it rose to the level that we could prosecute, we would do it. We didn't even take into consideration whether or not, you know, he's the president. Can we do it? We just looked at the bar that we set for everybody. Making this determination, we noted the special counsel recognized that the evidence does not establish that the president was involved in an underlying crime related to the Russian election interference. And that, while not determinative, the absence of such evidence bears upon the president's intent with respect to obstruction. Generally speaking, to obtain and sustain an obstruction conviction, the government would need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that a person acting with corrupt intent engaged in, sur- in obstructive conduct with sufficient nexus to a pending or contemplated proceeding. In cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, the report identifies no actions that, in our judgment, constitute obstructive conduct. There's a little more. We'll go into that when we come back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, I have some I have some uh, exciting things to share with you uh, at the same time, some warnings that uh, come with the exciting things. Things are going to get worse before they get better, and you're going to need to protect yourself. And I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. Simply Safe is a new kind of security company with a new system. It is completely wireless. It, nobody can cut your phone lines. They're very, very small. Nobody even sees them. You have a hard time even seeing them in your house. 88% of all burglaries are res- residential. 77% of all crimes are property crimes. Three out of f- four homes in the U.S. are going to be broken into in the next 20 years. Renters are more vulnerable. However, here's the thing. When they see a security system... Most burglars move on to the next house. So you want a security system. You want that keypad there. And the best one is Simply Safe. No contracts. You own the system. You control your safety with simplysafebeck.com. Get a 10% discount right now at simplysafebeck.com. This is one of those days you want to have access to Blaze TV because you're going to get all the different perspectives on what happened with the Mueller report. BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code GLEN.
All right. This is the most important part of the um, the attorney general's letter on the obstruction of justice and on the interference, Russian interference. It's the last couple of paragraphs. And the reason why I say it's the most important is because this is what applies to us beginning today, because you already have the uh, Democrats coming out and saying, you got to release the whole thing. Well, have you even read? Have you even read the, the letter from the attorney general? He says, as I have previously stated, I am mindful of the public interest in this matter. And for that reason, my goal and intent is to release as much of the special counsel's report as I can consistent with ap- uh, applicable law, regulations and departmental policies. Based on my discussions with the special counsel and my initial review, it is apparent that the report contains material that is or could be subject to federal rule of criminal procedure, which imposes restrictions on the use and disclosure of information relating to, quote, matters occurring before a grand jury, end quote. Rule 6E generally limits disclosure of certain grand jury information in a criminal investigation and prosecution. Disclosure of 6E material beyond the strict limits set forth in the rule is a crime in certain circumstances. This restriction protects the integrity of a grand jury proceeding and ensures that the unique and invaluable investigative powers of a grand jury are used strictly for their intended criminal justice function. So what are they saying? A grand jury is not a trial. A grand jury is when somebody, just a prosecutor, stands up and says, look, this is all the evidence that I've found so far, and I I think we have something here. And the grand jury sits and listens to that. There is no back and forth. So it's raw information. So it is critical if you want to be able to have investigations going forward that you don't release all of the stuff that was discussed in a grand jury because it was raw. Giving these restrictions, the schedule for processing the report depends in part on how quickly the department can identify the 6E material that by law cannot be made public. I have uh, requested the assistance of the special counsel in in identifying all 6E information contained in the report as quickly as possible. Separately, I must also identify any information that could impact other ongoing matters, including those that the special counsel has referred to other offices. As soon as that process is complete, I will be in a position to move forward in determining what can be released in light of applicable law, regulations and departmental policies. This is a totally reasonable response and what you would expect from the federal government. And the response from the Democrats so far today has been, okay, yeah, he's not guilty on that, but he's guilty of something. Show us, show us, show us, show us. No, excuse me. That's not the way our system works, period. Uh, Let's go to Pat Gray. Uh, Stu said, today is the day that you want to join the blaze because you're going to get all of the biggest voices in conservative media. 
talking about this, so you have access to everybody. Eric Bowling, Mark Levin, and I don't know, a hundred others. Steven Crowder, you want to hear what they have to say? Subscribe today to The Blaze. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, and you're going to save 10 bucks. Just try it out for the month. You are not going to cancel, I promise you, because it's a great service now. It's blazetv.com, promo code Glenn. Pat, your take. Well, I'm a little disappointed that... uh you know, you're spinning it the way you are. <laughs> really? Yeah, a little yeah. disappointed. Okay. I thought better of you. Really? Uh, and Stu. Okay. And uh, obviously you're ignoring the blatant evidence of the president and his Russian collusion. <laughs> Just whatever. Well, what was whatever. The, what's, no, what's, what's, the, the, no, what's the blatant evidence? I mean, we, that... we played it on my show because I'm a truth teller. Okay. I, I don't know about you. All right. Um, but here's the blatant evidence right. of the president colluding okay. with All Russia. Right. Okay. Right here. My last election. Wait, so hang so, on. That's the that's the last president. Well, yes, but it is a president colluding with Russia. <laughs> 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 and I'd really kind of like to know why nobody cared about that as he colluded on camera with Russia. But this uh, this is amazing. So I I have to tell you. I am. I really thought that there was going to be something. I well, really did because of Trump's reaction to it. He was so uh, negative about the Mueller investigation, he, yeah. almost to the point where people thought he was going to fire. Fortunately, he didn't fire Mueller. Wouldn't that have been a disaster? Yeah, had he fired Mueller. Yeah, and and then uh, who knows who would have taken over and what would have happened with that? And it would have looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it is. To, to have complete exoneration on the collusion thing is amazing. Amazing. To the point where CNN actually called him exonerated. And MSNBC said vindicated. And I never thought I'd hear that come out of their yeah. mouths. ABC News as well. Was ABC, the same. yeah. I mean, this, they're all saying it's a huge, huge win for the president. And you know how that galls them. Oh, they didn't want to have to. They didn't want to do that. And that's, that's the problem here. They That's thought the this, problem. They were rooting for yes. a president to actually be a traitor. Uh, what's his face? It's Brian Stelter actually had a guy on who said, you probably remember this, that the president might be a Russian agent. That he might have not just colluded with Russia, but he was a Manchurian candidate who may have grown up as a Russian agent. I mean, I have they to went tell you, that far with this. I have to tell you, what's amazing to me is... They didn't they wouldn't listen. I mean, you know, the audio you just played of Obama saying, Mm -hmm. hey, listen, I had more latitude. And uh, you transmit that to Vladimir for me. Um, They weren't interested in even talking about it, let alone investigate. They weren't even interested in talking about it. Had this come back and Mueller had found evidence of collusion, I would have seriously looked at it. Wanted to know the facts, wouldn't have taken it from the media, want mm-hmm. to know the facts, and I would have supported that, assuming that it was real information. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the rule of law was followed and they found him guilty, I would have gone and said, we got to, come on, guys, we, we have to stand against this. Mm-hmm. They, they, the Democrats are not willing to do that. They're not willing not to do all. that. And I, and I don't mean the Democrats in the middle of the country. I mean the ones in Washington. They're not. They, they are operating on if he's not guilty of this, we know he's guilty of something. That's a witch hunt. That is the definition yeah. of a witch hunt. 
I think the one thing that gets left out of this a little bit is the witch hunt existed from the media. It existed from the Democrats, but there's no evidence that it, it existed from Mueller. No. And, and you know, witch hunts typically find their witches. There's yes. not a lot of witch hunts that are like, ah, you know, couldn't find a witch. Right. Like, this is one where they, if mm-hmm. it was a witch hunt, you don't hire Bob Mueller for He would have made something you, yeah. happen. Yeah, you come out and you get yeah. somebody who's going to find something on him. And, and what happened here is they didn't find anything. And I think that speaks to the idea that Mueller actually took the title of this report seriously. The title of the report is Report on the Investigation into Russian Interference in the 2016 Presidential Election. Not How Do We Get Donald Trump, which is what the media was looking at. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the, He actually looked at what the Russians did and got incredibly valuable information about their game plan, mm-hmm. the, the players involved, how they did these things. This and is, they actually did things. And, and they you, did they things. They did and, try to influence the election. Of course they did. Just not in conjunction with Donald Trump right. or his campaign. Or and his that's campaign. the other thing. Nobody in the campaign was implicated in this. That's pretty amazing. Now, they did come out with some other things, but they were not all those people who have been arrested had nothing to do with this it had everything to do with things they were doing also on the side which we told you about during the election that was one of our biggest problems with donald trump a i didn't believe that he was going to do the things that he was going to do that he said he was going to do he has done most of those i stand corrected b he surrounded himself with the worst people imaginable. And I said, you're going to have massive investigations because these guys are dirty. And I remember saying at the same time, and yet he's raised these great kids. I don't understand it. Okay. His kids. I was worried about Ivanka, who has turned out to be good. I was worried about her with the green thing and her inner, in, you know, her relationship with her dad. Would he cave? He didn't. I was wrong on that. But we were right on the people who he surrounded himself with. Those are the people that they found were doing other Manafort, things. Roger Stone. Right. Not mm-hmm. necessarily Cohen. related Cohen. to this. Mm-hmm. Michael Cohen, all those people, all of those people. So this is an old problem now that has corrected itself because he fired most of those people. Yeah, all the people that we warned about, he has now distanced himself from. The only one that's kind of an exception to this is Michael Flynn, who I would not be surprised at all if he gets pardoned out of this because Flynn lied during this investigation. I never got the sense Trump actually wanted to fire him at that time. You know, he he went along with it because... You know, he had lied to Pence, uh, supposedly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that was, you know, it's a huge problem. You got to you got to have some standards in your White House. But I, I always I've always felt that he thought Flynn kind of got a raw deal and he's the least of the worries out of that group. I would not be surprised at all. If Flynn just gets a pardon from the president on this. Uh, but, you know, the, the other people, like you know, people like Manafort, who were doing things years and years and years ago that got, you know, caught for all sorts of stuff. I mean, those are really and bad. Trump people. was wrong on, on Manafort. He came out and said Manafort got a bad uh, raw deal. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He's only serving, I think, seven years. Uh, he should be in jail for the rest of his life. That guy was a bad guy long before he met uh, Donald Trump. What he was doing mm-hmm. uh, with oh, Ukraine yeah. was things absolutely unrelated dirty. to Trump. Completely, completely unrelated. Right. Completely unrelated. Yeah, that guy was a criminal long before he met Donald Trump. Definitely. I mean, look, they they did. I think it was a half dozen Trump associates got indicted. All of them, though, for either things completely unrelated or lying to investigators. 
good lesson to not lie to investigators here yeah. in the middle of this. Should have uh, learned that with the Clinton yeah. investigations. Yeah, because that's the, the only truth. thing that anybody went down for in that one. So, too. so let's lead by example. Um, and and I didn't, I don't recall saying this, uh, but just in case I ever did, um, if I ever said that uh, Mueller was a hack, I don't remember no, I, any of her saying this, anything no. like this. But let's just lead by example. Mueller is not the guy that the right has made him into. He, the mm. Democrats were right That's about sure. Mueller. He, and many Republicans, especially at the beginning. Yes. Right? Like, people came out and said, yeah, Mueller's a great pick for this. And over time, the we narrative sides. became... Everybody picks sides. Yeah. I okay. mean, look, it doesn't so, seem that that was the case at all. Right. So, we were wrong about Mueller. Anybody who said that on our side was wrong about Mueller. As far as we know. As far as we know. But... It seems as though he was very thorough. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, attorney general said he was given everything that he asked for. There was nothing that they turned him down uh, that he wanted to do. He was very thorough and he came out with a very thorough report. And when it was in question, he said it's in question. I don't want to make this decision. It's in question. I don't know. That took great balls to not fall on one side or the other. That took great balls. People are going to say, oh, well, he just wimped out. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He couldn't prove it. He couldn't prove it. And so that is the hardest position, I think, Mm -hmm. to take, especially because I bet he has personal feelings one way or another towards the president. Um, Now, let's see if the media and those in Congress can say, you know what? We were wrong about the president. We said we said that he was lying, that he was colluding, mm-hmm. that he was treasonous. To listen to him, Maxine Waters, that's not how they're going to handle it. <laughs> no. So, well, we should dismiss anyone who can't handle it that way. Yeah. We yeah. should dismiss anybody who is still stirring this up because what we learned in the first half of this investigation in the report that came out yesterday was they wanted to stir up the the Russians wanted to stir up animosity between the American people. They've done it. Yeah, we sure now did. know the president was not involved, nor was anybody else. No other American was involved in that. Thank God. No other American was involved in that and took that bait. Mm-hmm. But we as the American people have taken the bait. We now know what happened. We now know the truth of what they were looking to do. It is up to each of us now to say, I'm not a Russian operative. I know what they're trying to do. And I, play that game. I will not stir this up even mm-hmm. more. So, Pat, did uh, you, you started the show with uh, the Mueller Report stuff today? Yes. Is that where the podcast is? Your full analysis right at the beginning of the podcast? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Get Thank the podcast anywhere you uh, find mm-hmm. them. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. All right. Sponsor this half hour. Um, you ever have the feeling that somebody is watching you? Well, that used to be paranoia. I mean, unless you were a spy. <laughs> um, but uh, now it's not paranoia. They are following you. Uh, and they are following you absolutely everywhere. Because Silicon Valley is trying to be 100%, listen to this, 100% certain on what your next move will be. That is insanity. Stop it. Stop it right now. Get a VPN. It's a virtual private network. It costs you like three, three and a half bucks a month to get if you sign up for a year. And the people that are providing this VPN 
you can trust them because they've been in the security business forever. It's Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. Facebook doesn't follow you. Google doesn't follow you. Nobody's collecting information on you if you have a virtual private network. It's easy to use. You download the app. You put in the passcode once, and then your phone, your devices, everything can go through that uh, VPN. And no one can track you. It's Norton.com slash VPN. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The movie Unplanned opens this week, and I am flying out um, uh, to Salt Lake City to introduce this movie at two different theaters on friday jordan commons at 6 30 tickets are available right now and thanksgiving point at 7 45 that's friday night jordan commons 6 30 thanksgiving point 7 45 buy your tickets at megaplextheaters.com i will see you there on friday don't miss it you're listening to glenn beck Uh, there is a, a new movie out uh, that kind of kind of shows us a path forward with each other. It's the untold true story of a friendship between a civil rights activist and a local segregationist uh, in North Carolina in 1971. And the segregationist is not, is not just a segregationist. He's a he was the exalted Cyclops in the Ku Klux Klan, which doesn't honestly. If you're like, I'd like to introduce you to the exalted Cyclops, don't you go. I, I I might be in the wrong club. Uh, I think I, I'm going to go with the Elks Club, uh, I think. Um, anyway, these two found their way together. They were really kind of forced to because they were both asked to co-chair the local steering committee. And what are they going to do? They're on uh, literally opposite ends of the compass. Uh, it's in theaters April 5th. It's called Best of Enemies. Sam Rockwell is in it. Uh, a couple of other uh, Academy Award winning uh, nominees are in it. It's the Best of Enemies dot movie. Go see the trailer there. Best of Enemies dot movie. Watch. Let them model how people who had radically different points of view actually came together. What made the difference? Best of Enemies dot movie. Save the date April 5th. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Mueller Report. The winners, the losers, and those that are currently hemorrhaging on the table. And not a doctor in sight. I'll give you my analysis in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Man, CarShield makes your fixing your car so easy. When that when that check engine light goes on, do you not just have the fear of God put into you? It's there's only two things that you drive in your car and it scares the hell out of you that involve lights. One, the blue lights behind you. Two, and that just gives you that feeling like, oh dear, what, what, what? Uh, and the second one is check engine light. 
you don't have to worry about the second one. If your warranty is expired, your car has 5,000 to 150,000 miles on it, don't worry about it. Get extended coverage from Car Shield. Can Car Shield get me out of the blue and red light thing no. too? <laughs> nope. Because I would definitely nope. sign up for that as well. Big deductible may apply on that one, like all of it. Uh, <laughs> you got to take care of that. Car Shield will help you with that. They even have the 24 hour uh, roadside assistance, a free rental car while yours is in the shop. They pay the mechanic. It is so well worth your uh, your uh, monthly payment to be able to have this extended warranty, because when it goes wrong, man, these cars now are so expensive and you just can't go and fix them. So go to carshield.com car eight. Uh, sorry, it's 800 car 6000 800 car 6000. That's the phone number. or You can go to carshield.com. Make sure you use the promo code back. You're going to save 10% on your first uh, first year. I think it's carshield.com. Make sure you mention the promo code back carshield.com. All right, so the Mueller report came out on Friday. People are starting to say, we've got to see the whole thing. Well, you can't. It's uh, it's explained in the attorney general's letter. We went over that last hour. Uh, but anybody who is calling for that is being disingenuous or at least hasn't done it hasn't even read the four page report. I mean, you can say you want it. Right. And you can say you want the maximum amount released that is legal. Yes. Right. That's an OK position. It's the position that uh, Barr took in the letter. We want to make as much of this uh, public as possible. But some of it is restricted by law. We're bringing in the special counsel to determine what parts of this can be released. And we'll release it as soon as we can. And we'll release what we can. Totally a fair any, way of looking at any this. Any calls of why won't they release at this point is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right. So let me give you the uh, winners and the losers. The, the loser, big loser, Democrats, uh, second biggest loser, media. And I only say that the Democrats are the biggest loser because the Democrats uh, are not going to learn from this. They are not <laughs> going to turn and they're going to double down and it's going to make them look even more extreme. It's going to make them look absolutely ridiculous. Nobody wants to hear this anymore. Nobody wants to hear it. No. And, and you can understand their motivation if they can get 50,000 pages they certainly will be able to mine out a couple of things that are at least politically embarrassing to the president in some way, right? There's going to be something in there that they can use to their advantage, which is why they want to see the whole thing. So uh, I went on the air when I was at Fox, I went on the air and I said, president Obama is a liar. Do you remember during the, uh, the um, state of the union where he was saying, you know, you're not, you're the cost of your health care is going to go down yeah. and uh, we're not going to use this for any illegals. And somebody shouted liar. Yeah. Joe Wilson, you lie. Yeah, you lie. And uh, I went on the air and said, he's right. He is lying. He is lying. And I was called into Roger Ailes office who everybody thinks is this evil you know, a uh, Republican who just would do anything he could to destroy Barack Obama. And he said, do not say that again. And I said, what are you talking about? He may misspeak. He may uh, have a different point of view. But no American, I don't care what side you're on, wants to hear that their president is a liar. 
Now, I happen to disagree with that. I think people want to know the truth and people are tired of hearing I misspoke when the evidence points to they know we, we have the evidence that he knew this would not work. It was a Trojan horse to bring us to single payer health care, which is where we're what they're arguing about now. We knew that because we had audio tape of him saying. And so I continued to say he was a liar. Now, did that help my case at all? I don't think so in the long run. I think I think Roger was right in the long run that people don't want to hear that. And if you are on the other side, you certainly are affected by that. And it pushes you away and makes you say, you know what? I just can't even listen to you. I can't even listen to you. And so we draw sides. That's a compelling case not to call the president a liar. However, that doesn't reach to this level. The American people do not want to hear that their president was colluding with a foreign government. That makes him a foreign agent, an, an enemy of the American people. Nobody wanted to hear that. But that's what the press and the Democrats have been saying now for two years, two years. Now the evidence shows that's not true. You can say whatever you want about the president. You can say he exaggerates. He does lie on this or that. He does this or I think he's out of control on his tweets or whatever. You can say all of that. But this particular charge. He's been exonerated. He had nothing to do with Russian uh, with the Russians trying to get information and to hack into our election. He had nothing to do with it. And it's now been proven by the special counsel. Every single person on the left loved said was the archetypal guy, the perfect guy to have. Well, he's just ruled now for you to continue down this road, which the Democrats are. They are bleeding on the table and they will drain themselves of all the blood. And quite honestly, I'm kind of thrilled about it. I'm thrilled. But the American people and good Democrats will not want to hear any more about him colluding because it's now been proven. And if you're just going to continue to do this, it's best just to wrap it up and then go find something else if that's what you want to do. And you realize the the moment uh, the, the heat of the moment allows such odd decisions to be made. For example, the, the left has said this entire time, assuming that Trump had done something illegal and something horrible, they went the entire time building up the credibility of Bob Mueller. Mm -hmm. Now, alternatively, I think on the other side of this, you know, Trump and the and on the people on the right spent the entire time degrading the credibility of Bob Mueller. So it's like the, neither of those was a good decision, right? I think from the from the uh, Democrats' position, now they have to completely go back on themselves and say, uh, "Well, what we meant to say was he totally did not." Do, I mean, now because the, their first answer is just, "Well, we're sure there's something in there that he found, but you know that's not in the summary." So they're going to go after Barr first. But if they get a lot more material from Mueller and they don't get the crimes that they want. They're going to look ridiculous because they're going to have to start turning on Mueller. And I think the same thing can be said about the right. I mean, yes, look, there's no reason to there was no reason, especially when obviously Donald Trump had exclusive information in this. Right. He had information that no one else had, which is he didn't actually do it. Right. Like he knew the whole time that he didn't do it. 
So he knew the whole time that there was a really good chance that they were going to find nothing was going on. So, I mean, he was protecting, I think, himself, and I think people around him were protecting themselves in case something came out that they thought was wrong, that they would be able to say, well, this guy's a hack and we don't want to listen to him. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like, well, I don't think that was ever true. And now that he's come out and exonerated the president completely when it comes to collusion, you know, the Republicans are all over the place on record saying Mueller was in the middle of a witch hunt, which is just, you know, I don't think that that's a fair analysis of what he was doing. And again, like you go back to Salem, they weren't like, oh, we couldn't find any witches today. They, yeah, they always found witches. A witch hunt so, indicates that you're finding people that are guilty of nothing. So you don't need to create things. So the whole thing, though, Stu, is um, both sides were wrong for saying that it was a witch hunt because you had to know what Mueller was doing. And Mueller was, was, very was silent. quiet. Yeah. It was a witch hunt on the media side yeah i think that's totally true okay. it was absolutely a witch hunt they would have taken absolutely anything and they it found, would, got nothing yeah and it wouldn't have mattered what they got they would have taken anything and that's why they are an incredible loser on this instead of waiting for the facts they wanted it to be true so badly that they put people like john brennan on former cia you want to talk about somebody who has no credibility he was on the air saying this guy is a traitor, that the president is tr- is committed treason against the United States. And the media went with it. The media should be asking today, John Brennan, wh- where are you here? What 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 happened here? Um, they hyped and looked at everyone who could possibly say something bad about the president. And they ridiculed anybody who said anything good. Now, let me ask you. And I hope you can answer this um, easily. We are on the air today saying the president was cleared. Now, it is still open on interpretation, uh, and I think it's a valuable exercise, but I happen to agree with the attorney general on this, that he was that he did not engage in obstruction of justice. He's just a horse in a hospital. That's what he is. He's a horse in a hospital. No one knows what the horse is going to do. This is, uh, what's his name, the comedian that did this whole thing on a horse in a hospital. And it's so true. We don't know what the horse is going to do because there's never been a horse in a hospital. Okay. (laughs) Um, So that, to me, that is a good enough explanation on why he was firing people, et cetera, et cetera. And there was no crime. So what would he be covering up? If they would have found that he was involved with the Russians, do you believe we would be on the air today saying, oh, that's not true. Bob Mueller is wrong and we've got to stop these people. Or do you think we would be on the air saying, "Okay, that's an indictment. Now it has to be proven in front of a court of law. That's a bad thing for the president. But we don't know until we see all of the facts and we can run it through, but this will probably mean impeachment. Do you think we would be saying that today? Or do you think we would just be towing the line to support the president blindly? This is a listener quiz. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you would say that we would be saying, looks like it's going to be impeachment and let's wait for all of the facts to come out. But this doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Did do you have that from your media source today? Ask yourself about every media source, left and right. Are they behaving consistently 
would they be saying the same thing if it had turned out the other way? And what are they saying today? Ask that about your candidates. I'm going to take a quick break for one minute, and then I want to come back, and I want to tell you exactly what the president should do. And he, he really only has like a two-day window, but I'll tell you how he should handle it, and it, I think it would win big. All right, let me tell you about Relief Factor. If you are in constant pain, you are not alone. There are so many people that miss work every day, and we have people here that are in so much pain, and, and it's, you know, it's from a car accident or from an old football injury when they were in high school, and they've just led with it. In most cases, most of Relief Factor's clients are people who just cannot enjoy taking a walk or playing golf or playing with their grandkids. I started uh, Relief Factor, and many of the people here started long before me. I started about a year ago, and it has dramatically helped me with my pain. I feel the best I've felt in five years, and it's 100% drug-free, and it's created by doctors. Get your life back. Relief Factor. It's a dollar a day. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, you're out $20. If it does work, you get your life back. Take it three times a day. Try the three-week quick start. Do it now. All you have to do is go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, we have uh, Eric Bowling coming up in just a few minutes. It's uh, this is the day that you really want the blaze because you have all of the conservative voices all on the blaze and you can pick and choose and and go right to their monologues on what they're talking about uh, uh, with the uh, investigation and and their look at it. Uh, We have John Miller, who is in the White House today. That's going to be a fascinating show. To hear him talk about how the reporters in the White House are talking about this. Yeah. I mean, you see some, I think, was it Rachel Maddow that was like literally crying when the news came oh, out? That's crazy. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, that should, shouldn't you be happy? Yeah. Like, I mean, even if yeah. you like don't like Donald Trump, the idea that the president of the United States is not colluding with Russia should be good welcome news to yeah. every American. Unless you think that the whole system was corrupt, but you believe in Bob Mueller. So if you believed in him, you should be happy saying, "Okay, good. I don't like the president, but at least he's not a traitor. Yeah, that should be good news. We see this all the time with global warming stuff. Like, yeah, like there'll be a report that comes out. Hey, it's not as cataclysmic as we thought. And all the people who are who tell you all the time to worry about global warming get disappointed and angry about it. It's like, aren't you happy? You just said the world was ending and now it's not ending as badly. All right. So where's the happiness? Here's the, the the president's attack so far or approach has been to attack and to attack the press and and everyone else. And I know that's his instinct and his instincts have taken him, uh, you know, very far. So, you know, take what I have to say with a grain of salt. However, I do believe I know what the American people want to hear. Uh, and that is Enough. Enough. Now, you can get your surrogates, you you know, Sean Hannity will be on tonight and he should be taking, you know, the press on. That's that's great for him to do and for other people to do. Take the press on, hold them accountable. But the president should not. The president has a Kavanaugh moment right now 
Remember that moment where Kavanaugh said, I am not guilty of these things. And Lindsey Graham said, this is an outrage what's happening. And he connected with the zeitgeist of the moment. And here's the zeitgeist of the moment. How much money, how much time, how much airtime? Look, you want to find out if the president is colluding with a foreign nation. That's important to look at. I told you from the beginning it was not me. I was I felt under attack. I felt people were trying to question my legitimacy as a as a uh, president and the press. They had a field day for two years telling you, but I had trust in the system. I didn't even like the people who were doing it, but I had trust in the system and we let it play out at no time. Did we involve ourselves in this and everything that Bob Mueller asked for? He got don't ask me, ask the attorney general. Now, he's cleared me of this. And what the report showed was that Russia was looking to divide us. Press, Democrats, Republicans, stop it. The truth will stand for itself. Do you realize how much money this has cost us? Do you realize how much time this has cost us? Do you realize that every time we argue about this, especially going forward now, the Russians are the winners. We are the losers. I've got work to do. I've got an economy to run. I got to make sure that that we are doing everything possible to make sure our trade practices and and jobs can happen here and that more factories don't close. Let's just wonder if we weren't arguing about this and we would have been focused on making our economy and our country great. Would the GM plant in Ohio have closed? I don't know, but I'm tired of wasting time. I'm tired of watching the news and hear them talk about stuff that doesn't matter, especially now. I think he has the opportunity today to make the case just like Bill Clinton did, except Bill Clinton was lying. I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky, and I've got to get back to the work of the American people. He needs that line, except this time, unlike Clinton, the facts are out. Was Clinton obstructing justice when he did that? Sure seems like it because he was trying to cover up a crime. Now it was a crime of passion, a crime with his wife, but he was lying about it. This president was not lying about Russia. I didn't do it. I've been 100% vindicated and, and cleared of the charge of any kind of collusion with Russia. Stop it right now, because we've got massive problems, and the media may not have noticed it because they've been looking at Bob Mueller for the last two years. It's time to look at the American people, and it's time to do their work and their agenda, and it's not this, and then walk away.
that would be the most effective thing he could do. And that would excite the the Reagan Democrats, the people who voted for him that have not voted for a Republican in a very long time. They are hurting. They want somebody to pay attention to them. Mr. President, I beg you, stay focused on them. Let others take care of the press because there's enough that would love to. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We have met so many people who have tried to sell their house for so long and they never get return phone calls. There's no urgency from the agent. There's no real marketing. The answer is, let's have another open house. No, let's not have another open house. How about how about you sell my house, especially in a good market? Selling or buying a home is a very complex price uh, process, and you have to know you have to you have to know uh, who to get the approval for the mortgage from. You have to uh, know all of the other agents that are involved. You have to have trust with them. You have to know how to price the home that you're either buying or you're selling. This all comes down to a good real estate agent. You have to have the best one in your area. And that's what realestateagentsitrust.com does and does best. All they do is they find the right person in your area to sell your home fast, on time, and for the most amount of money. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Start packing and find a new home. Man, what a day to be on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com and use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks. You're going to have tons of analysis today that you're not going to hear anywhere else. I want to go through some of the uh, audio clips just from the uh, weekend. First, let's let's start with the Democrats and what they said about Donald Trump. Uh, here they are talking about uh, Trump in handcuffs. Do we have it, Sarah? Okay, sought them, them in handcuffs. Uh, then we, uh, then I want to go to uh, Nadler on investigations and Schiff on the full release because there's a lot that has been said that uh, needs to be corrected by those people. Do we have it yet? Hmm. Might be having some technical difficulties. Yes. Sorry. Please I don't know what, stand by. Don't know what's happening in the control room. Uh, yeah. I'm, My takeaway is there's a very real prospect that uh, that he may be the first president uh, in quite some time to face the real prospect of jail time. Do you agree with Congressman Adam Schiff, who's going to be the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, that President Trump could be uh, indicted and possibly face jail time after he leaves office? Yes. If we do the investigations, the information is there. We're fiddling while Rome is burning. This president needs to be impeached. I wouldn't be surprised after all of this is said and done that some people end up in jail. You know, and I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening and that people might go to jail. You're exactly right. For the rest of their lives. No, I think they're all going to jail. Sean Hannity is obsessed with me. And I wrote to him. I said, I don't know if you're going to do very well in jail. But you think some people are going to wind up in jail, not just one individual, but people, plural. Is that what you're saying? 
That's my impression, yes. It's not out of the question that a uh, Senate could convict on impeachment mm. charges. He has no idea that right. he's going down. It certainly looks uh, like they are the kind of offenses uh, that would call for impeachment hearings. Absolutely, I think he can be looked at and perhaps even charged with obstruction of justice. But at this point, uh, you're confident that at least some Trump associates will wind up in jail. If I was betting, I would say yes. Do you think at the end of the day, if Trump chooses the country over his own family, is that a good thing? Yeah. Or would you rather him vice versa? Well, I think they're all going to end up together in prison. And maybe that's a good thing. Oh, my thing. God. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to be generous, you can say that some people did end up in jail, but not for what they were looking for, for other things that had nothing to do with Donald Trump. And that is a good thing. These were all the people that we warned about that were surrounding him during the election. And we said he's surrounding himself with the worst people. This is going to end in impeachment or at least trials, you know, in this in the House or the Senate. This is not going to be good. It's going to be investigation after investigation. And that's exactly what happened. All of those things had nothing to do with this investigation or the administration or really even Donald Trump. So there is not there is no collusion whatsoever with Donald Trump, none or anyone else. Now, are they going to apologize? Of course not. They're going to double down. They want to impeach him. Now, here is uh, Nadler on the investigations. I don't know if it's good politically or not, and I don't know if it'll take the next two years. But what I do know is that the job of Congress is much broader than the job of a special counsel. The special counsel was looking and can only look for crimes. We have to protect the rule of law. We have to look for abuses of power. We have to look for obstructions of justice. We have to look for corruption uh, uh, in the exercise of power, which may not be crimes. They may be, but they may not be crimes. We have a much broader mandate, and we have to exercise that mandate to protect the integrity of government and to protect the integrity of liberty and the country. Mm. So let me see if I have this right. So the president can be impeached for high crimes or misdemeanors, but they have to look for things that may not be crimes. No, (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) No, you are looking for crimes high crimes or misdemeanors and misdemeanors did not mean back then what it means now that's a uh, a crime of real substance so they are not going to let this go here's schiff on the full relief go ahead i have great confidence in bob Mueller's judgment as to who should be prosecuted or who should not uh, we're going to have to wait to see the report, and that report needs to be made public uh, ASAP so we can evaluate uh, the body of evidence on the issue of conspiracy and uh, look at why Bob Mueller decided uh, not to indict. Now, vis-a-vis the president, Bob Mueller can't indict the president. So the fact there are no future indictments either on conspiracy or obstruction of justice doesn't tell us about the uh. quantum of evidence. Uh, so I think we need to wait to see the report, but I also think the AG needs to make that report uh, publicly available. Schiff okay. is terrible. Schiff is awful. Now, this is this is ahead of the Intel uh, Committee. So he oversees everything intelligence related. He knows, and if he doesn't, he should be impeached for being a moron. 
he knows at least the attorney general told him yesterday Based on my discussions with special counsel in my initial review, it is apparent that the report contains material that is or could be subject to federal rule of criminal procedure 6E, which imposes restrictions on the use and disclosure of information relating to the matters occurring before a grand jury. Rule 6 generally limits disclosure to certain grand jury information in criminal investigation and prosecution. Disclosure of 6E material beyond the strict limits set forth in the rule is a crime. The restriction protects the integrity of the grand jury proceedings and ensures that the unique and invaluable investigative powers of a grand jury are used strictly for their intended criminal justice function. So you are not allowed to take things from the grand jury that was specifically meant for this particular criminal investigation and then go farm it out to everybody so they can pursue their own thing. That's not what a grand jury does. And if you violate that, you can never get people to talk in a grand jury. You will never get you will not have justice because just get them into a grand jury. They'll talk and we'll find something and we'll just use it. If we don't get them on that, we'll get them on something else. This is Schiff saying the president is guilty. Maybe not of this, but he's guilty of something. And we all know it. Isn't this a great argument too? To and we, I, I think we did this, and I think this audience did this. But to focus on things that are actually important. I mean, we said over and over and over again. There's no need to follow every twist and turn of reporting on this story. It's all going to come out, and you're going to be able to look at it and judge it for yourself. There's no reason to get all fired up about it on a daily basis. Oh, this one looks really bad for the president. This one looks really good for the president. I mean. For the people who did that, is wasn't that a waste of time? Now that this has come out and you've seen the results and there was no collusion, if you were one of the people out there who were just not getting yourself worked up about this on a daily basis, you win. You win. Congratulations. You've won the grand prize. You didn't you. have to suffer for... I didn't suffer over the Mueller report for two nope. years. Nope. Because I didn't care about each little twist and turn. I knew it was coming out at the end. Let the guy do his job. When he releases it, we'll look at the information and judge it. Instead, the media, uh, I would say, you know, certainly politicians as well, but the media really does a bad job here because they made every little thing. This is the time the noose is tightening on the president, blah, 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 every single day. And to what end? It meant nothing. It was a bunch of empty calories for two years. It meant nothing in the end. And. If you're one of the people, and, and this is hard to do, I know I have a hard time doing it sometimes because we're, we care about these things so much, but if you're able to put them in perspective and care about things that are actually important and not get lost in this daily back and forth of nonsensical politics and just focus on facts, your life is a lot better. Your life is better. You know, I I understand that these guys got to go back and forth and they got to put their position out there and... They're going to vilify, some people are going to get vilified and some people are going to get praised and, and we're all going to act like the most urgent thing happening every five minutes. But, you know, there's a reason we used to make fun of CNN for constantly putting up the breaking news banner. Does anyone make fun of that anymore? Maybe we should start making fun of it again because there's not breaking important news every 10 seconds. Focus on you know, bigger things that are based on principles and then you don't have to get sucked into this nonsense. And it makes your life better. You don't have to live your life like Twitter. 
Twitter is supposed to be a fun little thing you do on the side. You don't have to live your life that way, and I think too many people do. Think of... I want you to think of the things that we could have been doing in the last uh, year or so. The Russia hacking, China 5G, trade wars, the breakdown of our cities. Seattle is on fire right now. On fire. Nobody's listening. How about socialism? Should we be actually talking about that? How about Venezuela? How about the floods this weekend? Should we have been talking about the floods this weekend that so many people are affected by? How about your own family? I, I will tell you this. We are up against the biggest story of, of all time, and that is infanticide. If we do not act on abortion, we don't save our country. I'm convinced of it. It is the most important thing we can talk about and solve today. This, I think, is our last call. We have no right to exist if we can't say, no, we shouldn't let babies die after they're born. It's crazy. Focus on what's important. Let's go to uh, let's go to Washington here in just a second. Uh, when we come back, first, let me tell you about uh, X Chair. We get the inside scoop of what was happening at the White House. Uh, X Chair is more like a recliner, honestly, than your typical office chair. It is that comfortable. X chair is not your grandfather's office chair. It is your dad's recliner, except it doesn't look anything like that. Uh, we spend more time at our desk than we do in bed. And this will help you focus on productivity. So maybe you get out a little easier. You need to see the difference of an X chair. Go to xchairbeck.com. You're going to see what I'm talking about. Um, it started really as a dream to make a superior product and bring style and comfort at an affordable price. And they have done that with great materials, great engineering, great style. Xchair is disrupting the entire office furniture uh, industry. And once you sit in one, you'll know. Xchair, the basic model, is now $100 off or as low as $28 a month with 0% financing. Order today and you get a free footrest. It's Xchair. The Xchair Basic and all the Xchairs come with a 30-day, no questions asked, guarantee of complete satisfaction and free shipping. Xchair, on sale now, $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's the letter X, chairbeck.com or 844-4-X-Chair. 844-4-X-Chair or xchairbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With the Blaze TV is Eric Bowling, and uh, Eric is up in Washington, friends with the president. How are things in Washington today, Eric? What is the uh, what's the feeling at the White House? <laughs> I think they were. Let me tell you, I've been on the phone and texting and talking to a lot of my friends there, not the president himself, but just about all his, you know, the, the senior advisors to him and 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 whatnot in his communications department. There was they, they they really were kind of holding back a little bit and, and just watching the events unfold on on TV and in the media, and I, I found it very interesting that they didn't jump immediately. They spent a couple of days trying to figure out the reaction. Maybe they were waiting for uh, for AG Barr's assessment of what was going mm-hmm. on, but you know there was an, an, an anxiety. They're ready to go and they're ready to just basically tell the world that this, this has been 
what we've been saying for the better part of two years and, and finally they're vindicated, they feel good. They're very confident. They feel very, very good. This is, a, this is a win for the president. This is a win for the administration. This will be the 2020, uh, you know, motto. You know, they, they try, they try. They, you know what, Glenn, I, I tweeted this morning. I tweeted, and, it, you know, I, I held off to the whole weekend also. Um, I tweeted this morning. as my first tweet since Friday. And it was this. It was, since the New York Times and the Washington Post each received a Pulitzer Prize for their reportage on Trump and Russian collusion, and now we know that was all fake news, do I get uh, nominated as a potential Pulitzer Prize winner for taking the other side of that argument for the last two years? And so I just find it very, very interesting. I watch a lot of cable and the, the breathless um, change in the tone, like all of a sudden Mueller, who was the best investigator the world had ever seen, is now, well, he left a lot of holes. He left a lot of opportunity. He left a lot of opportunity for states uh, to pick up where he left off. So, well, we see we've seen this. There's the, this is really nothing new, is it, Eric? I mean, this is what they did with Covington. They said, look at this kid, look at this kid, look what's happening. And then when that turned out not to be true, they said, well, those kids are, they're guilty of something. I mean, look at these old pictures from 20 years ago that don't have anything to do with these kids. I mean, they, they will go and they'll give it a day where they say, okay, all right, well, it must have been wrong. And then the less reason, the less reasoned heads will gather around and they'll say, yeah, but he's guilty of something else. Yeah, well, the, yeah, and, and there's no uh, there's no evidence of that whatsoever. They're just grasping. I, I just find it very odd that the day after this the the, the report is released, that the leftists start saying, um, "Oh boy, can you believe this wall to wall coverage on this thing?" When meanwhile, for the last two years, that's what they did. Every single hour on MSNBC and, yes. and, and CNN had led with with you know literally almost every single hour of the last two years all day long on each of the networks Mm -hmm. with something Trump and and Russian collusion related. Now they're saying, well, you know, well, they've trained their, they've trained their, their audience, uh, you know, like Pavlov dog. They've, they've trained their audience. You come here and we're going to feed you this food. And now that there is no food left in the bowl, uh, they don't know what to feed their audience because their audience is used to this. They're, they're trying to feed them that, oh, it's not over. <laughs> you know, it's not a Trump win, but it is. I mean, at least uh, some of the – Washington Post, for example, said no collusion. They, on their headline, finally, they're, they're going to they're gonna be honest with their readers and say, look, you know, we, we wasted our time for two years. Yeah. I'll never forget. I was on Fox. Quickly. The day they announced, the day they announced that they were going to go ahead and, 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 and hire Mueller to come on. I said, this is going to be a massive waste of time and money. And here we are two years later. Yeah. Eric Bowling, thank you so much. You can find Eric and his uh, show America uh, tonight on Blaze TV. Join us now. BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save 10% right now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, stand by. First, let me tell you about our spotlight sponsor. It is uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a uh, this is a company uh, that was started out of frustration. Isn't isn't there a better real estate agent than the one I've got right now? Isn't there somebody who I can trust to sell my house that's not just giving me lip service? It isn't their first gig. You know, this is a part time thing they're doing. Who do I get? 
realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, they are going to find the right real estate agent, the one that has the best record in your area, that knows how to sell your house or how, if you're moving into a new area, uh, how to help you find the right house. Now, these are people that listen to the program. They've all been uh, vetted by my team. And so they they have the same sensibilities that you do. So, you know, when you're looking for a you know, school, they, they're not the ones that, you know, they'll say, oh, no, this is a great school district. And you find out that it's, you know, the little red schoolhouse. Uh, com. Sell your home fast on time and for the most amount of money and find the right next home. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. I was at a couple of events this weekend, uh, one down in Houston with uh, Senator Cruz and a lot of people from the GOP. Uh, and uh, then the next night at a fundraiser for Chuck Norris and both places, people came up to me and said, Glenn, what, what do we have to focus on? What is, what is the one thing that we should be doing? The one thing that we should be doing is so easy to answer for the first time in my life. It is so plain and so simple. And I'll give it to you in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. First, let me tell you about American financing. If you're looking to buy a new home or to refi, uh, American financing is the place that you uh, you can go and you can trust. These these people don't work for the bank, so they're not trying to jam you into a, a loan that the bank is pushing. You know, it's, it kills me every time people are like, oh, I hope the bank gives me a loan. Yeah, they're not giving it to you. They're charging you buttloads of money for that loan and you need somebody that is representing you and that's american financing right now is a great time to buy a home inventory is good mortgage rates are the lowest they've been in over a year and american finance is going to help secure your mortgage pre-approval you can get into a home with zero down payment uh and it's right for you it is american financing my niece just worked uh with american finance to buy her first home and is now paying uh, the bank for her own home as opposed to paying rent for uh, some landlord. Rent, by the way, is going to go up higher and higher, uh, I think, in the next couple of years. Own your own home. Takes 10 minutes. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. There is one thing that we can do that will make or break us. I believe if we miss this opportunity, the, uh, the United States of America will exist no longer, uh, at least in the form that any of us recognize, and we will become a very, very dark nation. And that is abortion. It has never been more clear than it is right now. 
how you can be hearing politicians talk about ending the life of a child after they're born. And the country doesn't seem to really react like, oh, my gosh, those are that's a killer is beyond me. And if we don't stand together and turn back to God and turn for that one basic principle of life, I think we're toast. I think this is our last call. The good news is I was watching a film uh, recently. It was screened in advance for me, and I went into it with much trepidation because I know the person who the story is about. And I thought, please don't wreck this story. Please don't wreck this story with something that's really preachy and, and, and just only Bible people will watch. Please don't wreck this story. And they didn't. It is called Unplanned. It opens this weekend quickly. I will tell you, I am flying out to Utah on my own dime to be able to be at uh, the Jordan Commons at 630 and Thanksgiving Point Theater at 745. I'm going to do a premiere opening uh, screenings of this movie in Utah. It is rated R, but it, as you'll find out, there's no reason for it to be rated R except for political reasons. Jordan Commons and Thanksgiving Point, that is this Friday. You can go to megaplextheaters.com. I don't think they have them up for sale yet, but I'm I'm told by uh, noon Pacific they'll be up. Uh, but that is this Friday. Please come and see this movie and join me. Joining me now is the woman who I know, who I thought, oh, please don't wreck this movie. <laughs> Uh, it's Abby Johnson. She is the CEO and founder of And Then There Were None, and she was the author of Unplanned, which is now a movie, the true life story of her life. And uh, Ashley Bratcher, uh, she is the one who could have ruined this movie and didn't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, she plays Abby in the movie, so we're thrilled to have both of you guys here. First of all, Abby, you're, I think, about to change the world. Oh, well, that's kind. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I, I've, people have said, oh my gosh, well, you know, what has this been like? And I don't know. It's, it's very, um, it feels very vulnerable to have this out you know it's one thing to write your story it's something else to see it see it and and have it visually out there for everybody and but you're 25 feet tall yes yeah yeah um but it's you know i i tell people all the time i didn't i didn't sign up to do this film so that you know abby johnson would be a household name i really did it so that people would see that God's redemption and his mercy is something that should be talked about in every home and, and to make it in a way that it's not cheesy and it's <laughs> yeah, not you had the same fear. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I, when I first got the email and I, and uh, I found out who these guys were and they said, you know, Oh, we, you know, and I found out they were the directors of God's not dead. I thought, well, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. No. So I'm being real honest. That's exactly what I thought. Okay. Well. Oh. Yeah. Well. I was okay. like, well, I don't know. Like, I my story is not like a 
mm-hmm. God's not dead sort of story. Mm-hmm. You In know? fact, I think it's the opposite. I think yeah. what, what makes this story so powerful is for people who don't know who you are, you had an abortion. Two. You had two abortions. You then ran, you joined working at a Planned Parenthood as a, uh, a volunteer. Then you ran the clinic for Planned Parenthood. You became their employee of the year nationally. Yeah. Um, and then when we'll get into this in a little while, then you had something happen to you in the clinic that changed your course forever. So you are not one to point the finger. You're not your whole. The reason why I think you'll change the world is because you, the movie starts with the people who are hanging, you know, holding the posters up that are, you know, showing the dead babies and they're calling them baby killers. You're not going to appeal to anybody with that you're just not no and you start with that and it shows you pointing that out and the good guys that you're now you know with they're saying we're not with them either right your whole message is one of love the mothers yeah i can't point fingers (laughs) i mean i that's what i tell people all the time i i've had two abortions i have overseen over 22,000 abortions. I'm not one that can condemn or point the finger at anybody. I mean, I've, I've done it. Um, but I, I, I sometimes wonder, you know, if, if I had gone in that day, that first day that I went in to volunteer and those aggressive people were not on the sidewalk, let's say they weren't there and it was just people peacefully, praying on the sidewalk i wonder if i would have come back or not i think maybe i wouldn't have because i remember thinking if that's the christian pro-life movement somebody dressed up like the grim reaper yelling baby killer calling them murderers telling them that they're going to go to hell i don't want to have anything to do with that mm-hmm. that's not who i am and so this film though really shows and it, hang on it allows you to frame it in your head that you're being compassionate because you yes. know these women are going through hell yes. and to have those guys outside you're actually being compassionate by walking them into planned parenthood well that's what i tell people when you're out there screaming at someone or pointing the finger then you are creating a safe space inside that abortion facility and you never want the abortion facility to be seen as a safe haven. That Those are the people that are going to take your child's life. They're not your savior. But when you're out there acting like maniacs, that's the perception. That's what happens to the one. And I mean, in no, on no planet anywhere would I, as a woman who has had a crisis pregnancy, be like, that guy in the Grim Reaper suit, he seems really approachable <laughs> to me. <laughs> Some good points over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. yeah. That guy telling and, me I'm going to hell. Right. I I want to talk to him. And that, <laughs> like, and that sickle is kind of hot. <laughs> really. That in the robes. Yeah. So uh, l- let me let me let me switch over to Ashley here for a second. Did you know her story? before you got the phone call no i had no idea who abby was well i knew when they had offered me the role who she was but when i auditioned i knew nothing about her i blew off the audition uh i had this crazy lady on instagram send me a message and tell me that she had 
heard from God and thought that I was meant to play the role. Mm. I was like, this lady's insane, insane. <laughs> and so I blew it off, but she was really persistent and she kept messaging me and saying, Ashley, I really, really think that you were supposed to play this role. Will you please let the producers send you a script? And I was like, oh, okay, why not? And so like Abby, I was kind of curious, who are these guys making this movie? I thought it was going to be another cheesy Christian movie. I had no idea who it was. And I read a couple of pages and um, Abby was working at Planned Parenthood in the script that I got. And I thought she was a pistol. I was like, wow, she's really mm-hmm. fun. Um, I kind of want to get to know who this lady is. And I looked her up online and I watched one of her videos and I was floored. I knew immediately after hearing her testimony, my heart was broken. I had been blinded. And I just remember crying and telling my husband that I had to be a part of telling this story to the world. Mm. And you didn't get the job until the day before the filming? <laughs> I got a phone call that said, hey, Ashley, the role is yours. Can you get on a plane in five hours? And without hesitation, because I had really committed to praying over it, and I was so moved by the story, I said yes. I just got on the plane, hit the ground running in Oklahoma. We had four days of pre-production to get ready to film and I, as and you to know, memorize the script. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. And the script is over 100 pages. I'm in 99% of the movie. Uh, and so I was calling Abby, texting Abby, listening to her book on Audible, reading the script, learning everything I could about the pro-life movement because I was not involved beforehand. It was a nonstop learning effort. <laughs> in four days. In four days. And then it just continued on from there. I mean, every single day there was, I just took it step by step, scene by scene. And I was learning as I went and... How many days were you in production? I think there were 32 on the call sheet, but, you know, we didn't work on Saturdays and Sundays. Remarkable that that happened. How nervous were you, (laughs) Abby, that somebody is playing you? I can't even imagine what that would be like. Well, I was actually more nervous that they didn't have somebody to play me because everybody else had been cast except for me. And I was like... Okay. It's kind of important. <laughs> I, I'm not an actress. It's like, so. it's like a John Wayne movie without John Wayne. <laughs> I was like, I can't step in and play myself. So we need to find somebody. Um, and they had offered the role. They had talked to two gals previously about it. And they were just very honest. The directors were very honest with them and had said, you know, you may never work in Hollywood if you take this if you take this role, I mean, this could be a career killer for mm-hmm. you. They were both young, young, younger. And, um, they, they were just like, I'm just not ready to, and that's, that's fine, mm-hmm. you know, but they wanted them to know ahead of time. So, um, and then they called me or text me or something and they said, okay, we, we have found, we found the girl to play you. We're going to offer her the job. Please be praying that she takes it. And I thought, I've been praying. Please be praying. I've been praying. Like, I'm really praying. I don't have to go to Oklahoma for eight weeks. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a little nerve wracking because um, I didn't know anything about Ashley. And uh, I knew about a film she had played in and i was like 
<laughs> Thanks, Abby. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I was about the film or her because she's. I. I no, Ashley, I mean, you're really you're really good in this. It, yeah. it, it, was, it a, was Stu and I you. looked at each other before it started, and after the first scene, we looked back at each other like, "Okay, all right, all right, all right this is okay." Good. Yeah, we yeah. we're not. I'm not holding onto the seat as much as I thought I would. In fact, I wasn't holding on by within ten minutes. I mean, you're really good. Thank you. You're really good. Well, to be fair, I've grown <laughs> as an actress. No, I wasn't. It wasn't. It was just a. It was just not a good film, and I was yeah. like. Oh, I hope this isn't representative of like what this film is going to be like. I mean, oh, really? That was so you had actor yeah. and then the God's not dead thing. You had, you went in positive. I, you I went in like, positive. Okay, we're coming in hot here. Yeah. Like we're gonna. But, but we did like each other when we talked on the phone the first time. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. got along immediately. And and so I thought when, once I talked to her, I was like, okay, like I don't think she's going to cheese it up. <laughs> like I think she's going to do a good job. But I mean, it is nerve wracking yeah. because. I don't want somebody that's not going to represent me and my story well. Oh yeah, you know. Okay, um, so I got to take a break, and then we come back. I want to. <laughs> I want to see how you felt, you know, as you were making it, and as you were talking to her, and then with the final outcome. Yeah. You know, I I would have lost. I would have lost ten pounds of sweat <laughs> uh, <laughs> going into the movie theater. Uh, we'll continue our conversation the, the movie again is unplanned and it is really good it, in fact it is so good that they're giving it an r rating and i'll tell you why they're giving it an r rating uh in detail here in a, in a couple of minutes but it has nothing to do with the movie it has everything to do with the impact of this movie uh if you're if you're rating it on impact oh yeah yeah, prepare for impact. Uh, it's going to make a huge ripple if people see it. And that's why I'm going to Salt Lake City this weekend. And I urge you, wherever you are, find a theater and uh, make reservations for it this weekend. See it. I'm going to be in Jordan Commons and then Thanksgiving Point on Friday night. Uh, just go to megaplextheaters.com. Uh, I'll be there in person, encouraging you to see this and see it with your 13, 14, 15-year-old kids. You're going to have to talk to them about it, but there's no violence. There's, well, I mean, except for abortion, uh, there is a, it's, it's a fine movie to see. No swearing or anything else. Um, all right. Uh, let me tell you about LifeLock. LifeLock.com reminds you that this is the worst time of the year for people that are trying to steal your stuff, mainly because of the IRS. LifeLock.com, uh, they use proprietary technology and they, uh, they will be able to scan absolutely everything uh, and see the things that you might miss on your own now as i just said that they scan everything they nobody can scan absolutely everything and you know monitor all transactions at all businesses but they're the absolute best in the business uh if somebody gets your social security number you're toast if somebody gets your social security number and god forbid your medical records you're done for all time they have people that will fix the problem if it's missed Please call lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and you're going to save 10% off your first year now. Promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
You know, Abby, uh, Glenn said he couldn't imagine someone portraying him on screen. However, he has been portrayed by both Homer Simpson and Eric Cartman. Well. Uh, so. I have been. <laughs> and I thought they were pretty darn good. <laughs> I thought they were pretty good. Uh, so that's great. Thank you for reminding me of that. i got to rewatch those now. Yeah, I know. I do. I forgot about the Eric Cartman. Yeah. And you put me in, you put me in a parka. And it's pretty much it's pretty, it's yeah, pretty it's much pretty it. Much. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, uh, so Ashley, tell me about uh, tell me about the experience of actually filming it and getting into it and and doing it. It was the most incredible and challenging experience I've ever had as an actor because telling Abby's story, there's a tremendous responsibility to tell it accurately. And honestly, and to make sure that she's proud of me. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that I understood everything that she went through coming from the pro-life side. It was easier for me to understand. But being able to work on the pro-choice side of it up front and see some of the things that she saw and take part of the POC room, the pieces of children room, and being able to do that scene. I had to walk out several times before I could get through that scene. And I had to call her and say, okay, like, how, how did you think of this? How can I get through this? And so I'd like to ask that of Abby. First of all, everything in the movie is accurate. What was said by the Planned Parenthood people? I mean, anything of importance. They didn't sure. come take the sign down at the end, but um, they anything. did. Well, the, okay, yes, but not the, Mike Lindell. Yeah, my, not Mike Lindell. <laughs> but the he sign did come okay, down. Okay, all right. So, um, uh, when you're, is it POC? Is that really what it stands for in Planned Parenthood? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it stands for products of conception, but we said parts of children or pieces of children as a joke. As almost. a joke, yeah. Uh, so it shows in the movie that you go in and usually I would imagine that they take people in and they don't start with the feet and the hands and, and everything because it's disturbing. Mm -hmm. But the first time you were in the POC room, that's, that's what they showed you. And you didn't seem to have a problem with it. And I've got to take a break now. So when I come back, I, I want you to talk about that experience and why that wasn't a turning point for you at all when we come back again the name of the movie is unplanned um ashley bratcher who plays abby johnson in the movie is here along with abby johnson more in a minute you're listening to glenn beck Let me tell you about uh, Semantic. If you've ever had a, a weird feeling that somebody's following you, they are online. They're following you everywhere. Imagine going to a mall and somebody looking, looking at everything that you pick up and writing it down. That's what they're doing online. You don't want this to happen because what they're trying to do is to get 100% certainty on what you want next and where you'll go next. It's really kind of frightening when you look at it this way. No one can follow you online. Facebook is not following you and and marking down everything that you're doing uh, if you have a VPN through Norton Security. Now, Norton is a name that we've grown to trust uh, when it comes to uh, online activity. Norton.com slash VPN. Now, this will cost you about... $30 
$3.33 a month. Uh, if you sign up, it, you'll just download the app. You will put the passcode in, and then it will run all of your um, uh, all of your applications when you're online through that VPN. Make sure you get it at Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. It's one of those days to make sure you are a member of Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTV.com, use the promo code Glenn, and save 10 bucks on your membership. Abby Johnson, who is a remarkable woman, a woman who had two abortions herself, ended up running uh, Planned Parenthood and became the employee of the year nationally for Planned Parenthood. A remarkable story. Um, She had a turnaround and this is this is not it. But in the movie Unplanned, which opens this weekend, it shows you walking into the POC with this. I mean, the only way to describe her is. Well, borderline evil. Um, This woman who walks you in and she's intentionally showing you right off the bat the little feet and the legs and the hands and stuff. And you don't flinch. No. Why? I don't know. I get asked that all the time. I think it just sort of confirmed. I I, confirm is not the right word. I guess I just... I never saw the value of human life in the womb. And so to see this baby that was dead in the womb, it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't phase me. So you didn't see the value of the baby in the womb, but then on your turning point, and this is the reason why the movie has rated a rating of R because it is impactful, although it's all CGI and it is of an ultrasound. So it, it's that blurry, you know, black and white image, but it shows the baby actually fighting against the doctor trying Mm -hmm. to push away from the instrument. That's going to kill it. And that is what changed you. Yeah, I mean, it It was, uh, it's hard to explain, but you're trained to not think about the baby in the womb. So you're trained to only think about the mother and her rights. I remember one time when I was pregnant with my daughter and I was working at the clinic and I was, I was walking in and one of the sidewalk advocates said, Abby, when do you think life begins? And I said... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when life begins. No matter what, the woman's rights always supersede the rights of the child in the womb. And so you're really trained to disconnect yourself Mm -hmm. from that baby. But when I see this baby in the womb fighting and struggling for his life, I couldn't disconnect that anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. I could no longer say you saw it as an individual. Yeah. Just like me, mm-hmm. you know, and I saw this, this humanity, this baby's fight or flight response that we all would have if someone was trying to kill you, to kill us. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that baby has the same response I would have. How can I not say that there, how can I say there's no humanity 
here in the womb. The doctor says, beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. It's one of the worst things, uh, just so callous. That doctor that's in the movie is a doctor that has performed thousands of abortions and woke up himself and couldn't do it anymore. That is actually the line that you heard the doctor say when you saw it. Is that I I know that the doctor came in and rearranged all the tools to make Mm -hmm. sure everything was exactly the way it would be in a Planned Parenthood thing. Is that scene exactly what you experienced? Yes. And what's interesting about that scene is that we did have Dr. Leventino, who's a former abortion provider. The nurse, the abortion nurse in the scene is actually a former abortion nurse who came through our ministry and Mm. then there were none. So two out of the four people in that scene, 50% of the actors in that scene are people who actually used to work inside of an abortion clinic. So nobody's going to be able to say, well, that's not the way it is. No, that's exactly the way it is these two people lived that for years i'm i'm telling you that one scene you will see it and if you bring your children to this if they are 13 they have to be old enough to be able to uh recognize what's happening and be able to handle it it is the killing of a child again it's black and white it's an ultrasound so it's not graphic like that um uh however it is it is a very graphic scene um it 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 will impact you but i tell you if you bring your kids they will never ever look at abortion in any other way than murder it's really hard that was really hard to take i mean I, you know you can't prepare yourself for that i mean it, it's amazing that that goes on and it's it's hidden mainly from people's eyes that's why i think this is the movie's so important it's really good and it, and it tells a great story but it also puts those moments into a perspective that most people don't ever see they never get to see they never get to see that and they will find out that they don't want to see it mm-hmm. i mean it, it hits you, the reality hits you in the you face you will know this is the most important thing we can do right now stop this this is this is Barbaric. Well, and I think so. that's why abortion continues to escalate in this country because the primary victim of abortion is unseen. Mm-hmm. You will never be able to say, well, I just didn't see it. I didn't know. Now that primary victim is going to be on the screen for you to see exactly what's happening. And I, I'm, I've been telling people, you cannot walk into this film and leave unchanged. Can't. Can't. I, I halfway through this movie, I looked at Stu and I said, we're going to see the end of abortion in our in our lifetime. And it may be sooner than any of us think. I think this is the beginning of something. I think between what the uh, legislators are mm-hmm. doing with, you know, infanticide so far over the line, this movie, I think we're going to see a huge change. What happened to you four days mm-hmm. in? Uh, Well, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't get a lot of notice. I had five hours to pack, get to Oklahoma, hit the ground running. I was in pre-production meetings for four days, uh, wardrobe, hair, makeup, everything you can imagine. This is Ashley Bratcher, who (laughs) played Abby Johnson in the movie. Uh, On the fourth day that I was there, my mom had called me, and I hadn't told her where I was yet. And I was really hesitant to share Abby's story with her because she had shared with me when she was in high school she'd had an abortion. And I wanted her to know that I didn't love her any less, that I wasn't judging her. This was a movie about forgiveness and grace. And I was really proud of Abby's story. 
So I started explaining it to her, and I knew that she would get emotional, but she completely broke. I mean, I could just hear her spirit crushed, and she said on the phone, Ashley, I need to tell you something that I never told you before. What you don't know is when I was 19, I was at the clinic for the second time, and I had been called back by a very pregnant nurse. I was on the table being examined, and I got very sick to my stomach, and I knew that I couldn't go through with it. So I told her that I couldn't do it. I got up, I walked out, and I chose to have you. Mm. And it was such a profound moment for me because I never knew that this was a part of my story. I had already accepted to play Abby, uh, and I never knew. I never knew that my life had been spared by abortion. And here it was, like my whole story was coming full circle. And it felt like God had really planned my steps from conception to this moment for such a time as this to be able to step forward and share Abby's story with the world. And it gave me so much confidence that my mom was courageous enough to share that with me, to believe that God had empowered me for this moment. So Mel Gibson didn't know this about Jim Caviezel, but I went to school with Jim Caviezel and he was a couple of years behind me and he played Jesus, obviously mm-hmm. in the passion of the Christ. And, uh, when Jim was in, I think second grade, he went to our little church. I went to a Catholic school and he went down to our church and, uh, he was praying and he said, God, I will serve you. Let me play you in movies. I will serve you my whole life. It's the only thing I want to do. And he dedicated his entire life. So it's like second grade wow. to play Christ. And when Mel Gibson called, and said, hey, we want to do it. He's like, yes, this is the movie I was born to do. It's incredible. It's incredible. I kept saying that to the team. They, they joke now because they said they thought I was crazy because I had talked to them. Um, I had like a phone call before they confirmed that they were going to offer me the role. And I kept telling them all these experiences I had had and how I was feeling in my heart and what I felt the Holy Spirit was telling me. And now they say they're like, either she was really crazy or she was hearing from the Lord. Oh, and yeah. so it was like the way I felt about that Instagram lady, which is She's a wonderful person, by the way. She's not yeah. a crazy lady. They were feeling the same way about me, but I think it just speaks volumes to what happens when you say yes to God and you say, okay, God, I'm giving it to you and you do with it what you want. And that's just been such an anointing on this project. Every single person who's been involved has received blessing and favor, and I think that that's what this film is going to do. This film, by the way, um, was, they called you when? 2010? Uh, it was like five years ago. It was okay. about five years ago. So five years ago, and they knew they were supposed to make this movie, and then they felt strongly, stop. And then they were, uh, about a year later, they picked it up again, and they heard, stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, then about two years ago, they heard, go, right now, go. And they put it into production, uh, and uh, it's coming out at this time is not a coincidence and i really urge you to see it please see it please see it with your children um they have to be old enough to understand it and it is hard to watch but they will never ever look at abo- no one will ever be able to convince them uh that abortion is anything but murder uh it is a very important movie at this time please see 
unplanned. It opens in theaters this weekend. Uh, as I said, I am going to Salt Lake City to go see it, and I want to invite you. You can grab your uh, tickets. It's at the Jordan Commons at 6.30 and uh, Thanksgiving Point at 7.45. They will add other theaters if they sell out, and I will be at each of them. I want to meet you there, and I want you to see this movie. Um, no matter where you are in the country, please take a friend and see Unplanned. All right. Uh, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Goldline. They have just released their 2019 version of the legal tender bar. This is actually something that I asked Goldline to make. I said, you should have something in case, you know, things break down because I was living in New York City at the time. You know that I could like uh, give to somebody. Hey, can you get us across the bridge? Because after 9-11, nobody was doing anything and you, you needed to have a lot of money on you. Well, this illegal tender bar asked them if they could make like little uh, tenth of an ounce gold uh, coins or, or or bars and put them something that you could put in your wallet or your purse and have with you the whole time. So they went to the Canadian Mint. And so this is minted by the Canadian Mint. It's it's legal tender. Uh, and there are 10 one tenth ounce uh, bars of gold that you can keep with you. So if you're traveling or wherever you are, you have a way to get back home available only at Goldline. Uh, call Goldline and find out if gold or silver is right for you. It is for my family. Uh, and with what I think is coming, uh, it's not something you're going to regret. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, I want to go you through uh, just the highlights of the Mueller investigation and my take on it. Um, my take on this is Trump is the big winner. And if his surrogates at the White House, um, they take on the media, uh, they take on the Democrats. And the president says, doing his best uh Clinton, which was a mistake for Clinton to do it because he was he was lying about it and the truth was about to come out. Now we know what the truth is. We know. And he could say, look, I've tolerated this for two years, but look at what we are not covering. Look at what we're not talking about. China is about to pass us. China is about to pass us with AI and and AGI and and the 5G network. We have fundamental issues on whether we're a free market or a socialist country. Why don't we concentrate on some of those things? We're talking about infanticide and the press doesn't seem to care. Well, it was important to find out if I were working with the with a foreign government to destroy our system. Well, what a surprise. It turns out that I'm not. Now, they didn't find collusion on me, but let me tell you something. What is collusion? Collusion is when you are used knowingly by a foreign entity that is trying to destroy our country, and in this case, using disinformation to divide us. 
disinformation to divide us. If I would have knowingly involved myself in that, I would have been nailed for collusion. Now that the press knows the truth, one, I had nothing to do with any of that. Neither did anybody on my team. Nobody in the in the campaign had anything to do with that. Two, that was their goal, and they're still trying to do it. The media now knows that. And if they try to play any more cards, they're colluding with the Russians. They're colluding with a foreign entity to what? To divide us. It's time we heal. It's time we stop this. The news is out. The investigation is over. Let's go to work for the American people. That's what he has to do. The, I, I hope he, he will do it in the next couple of days. I'm not sure. That's not really usually him. But the media is a loser in this. The Democrats are a huge loser. Trump is a winner. Russia is a winner. And Russia, depending on the Democrats and the, and the media, may be an even bigger winner. And the country, As time goes on. the country is a winner, too. You know, I mean, look, if, if you're reacting to the news that your president did not collude with Russia with sadness and depression, rethink your life. Who is saying today outside of the media and the Democrats? Yeah. Oh, man, our president, our president wasn't in bed with the Russians trying to destroy us. Damn it. Rachel Maddow was crying on the air because of it. This crying. should be the greatest news. Your president didn't collude with a foreign entity <laughs> to destroy our system. How is that bad news? If you're sad about that, rethink your life. You're listening to Glenn.